You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio Show for Monday, the 26th of April 2021. We acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. My name's Chris, and Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio, we're a weekly program about cycling, related transport issues, Active Transport and the like coming to you from the studios of 3CR Community Radio in Melbourne, Australia. On today's show, I'm going to be chatting to Ruth, who's a Darabin resident, about uh, cycling in Darabin and some local things that you can do to support ongoing projects and how you can uh, get in contact with the local council. Local news. Well, we've had a very big week when it comes to local news. Last week, or last Tuesday, on the 20th of April, Yarra Council voted to uh, proceed with a relatively small but really important joint project between the Council and the Department of Transport. And uh, it's just for a little, tiny little bit of infrastructure, but when you hear about it, you'll realise how important it is. It's a southbound protected bike lane on Brunswick Street towards Victoria Parade and basically the uh, kind of like the proposal from Department of Transport is to install a a new protected bike lane on the approach to Victoria Parade and reduce conflict between bikes and turning vehicles by removing the curbside traffic lane for about 60 metres on the approach to Victoria Parade, installing a protected bicycle lane for approximately 60 metres on the approach to the intersection, removing three parking bays on the approach to the bike lane banning left turns for vehicles from Brunswick Street into Victoria Parade and continuing the protected bike lanes through the centimedian on Victoria Parade. I go back to the dim, dusty recesses of my memory back in the mid-90s and I had one of the most terrifying things ever to do with uh, that actual part, that actual intersection as um, I was mucking around with bikes at the time and doing silly things and uh, I had a 700 on the front uh, on the front of the bike and it got caught in the tram tracks as I went around there. Uh, all I remember of that uh, incident was um, a tacoed wheel and a lot of fear because I just can remember sitting around thinking God I hope I've got the light signal but anyway it's good to see that uh, city of Yarra is working with Department of Transport on that and you would probably know from previous shows I mentioned that uh, the rapid implementation of 40 kilometres of, of protected bicycle infrastructure that's gone in the city of Melbourne is again a joint partnership with the Department of Transport. Other big news you would have probably heard about this one is that we've now got or mandatory minimum passing distance legislation or law I should say in Victoria. 
It's been a long time coming. Victoria's been a holdout state. I will put the details into the podcast. You want to read more. There's a whole plethora of stuff that's come out from the Amy Gillett Foundation, which is, it was their main thing to get this, to, you know, I think it was their main uh, core function of the organisation to uh, get a Meter Matters organisation has been around for 15, 16 years. It means that every single state and territory has a Meter Matters as rules in place. Uh, also, I'm going to have a little bit more of uh, having a look at what that entails on future shows. Now, part of that, there's um, a whole raft of stuff that's come out. Media release, again, from uh, Daniel Andrews and, well, really, it's Daniel Andrews' letterhead with uh, Ben Carroll, that there is some updates. It uh, Yeah, it's, uh, I'll just quote, do a quotation from the uh, media release. It comes as, as in you know, mandatory minimums, it comes as the community is invited to have a say on the next phase of the Labor government's pop-up bike lanes project, which will make bicycle riding safer in the cities in the north, because apparently we're the uh, thriving uh, bicycle riding part of the city. Why can't it be everywhere else, I say? But anyway, I will continue. Pre-construction engagement is starting on the 10-kilometre Derebin Yarra connectors, which will enhance in 60 existing routes and run through Fairfield, Northcote, Clifton Hill and Fitzroy, making it easier and safer to ride to and from the CBD. Works are expected to begin in June, will link and improve existing bike routes, add signage, road markings, crossing points and connections to off-road paths. In some locations, barriers will be installed to separate cyclists from motorists. There's another addition to this too, a trial to understand how e-scooters could safely be incorporated into the transport network will start later this year. It will run for a year in three council areas chosen through a targeted expression of interest processes regulated by the Department of Transport. Now, uh, in subsequent uh, shows, I've linked the uh, Vic Roads pop-up lanes uh, page. They've actually got a whole bunch of update stuff on that too to do with these connectors. Up next, I'm going to be talking to Ruth about uh, a long-term uh, project um, in the northern part, or kind of, I should say it's halfway point of Derebin because there's a lot of Derebin um, that's not in the, in the trendy south. This is to do with Cromer Street and it's a Streets for People initiative. And uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff we're going to discuss in this and how you can get involved and support this initiative for Kramer Street and other areas in Preston. Well, brothers and sisters, what a show of strength we've got here today. Local issues. So I'm here at the school, kids strike for climate action. Live coverage. Join the, the spirit of this gathering here today at IMARC. Your voices. So give us a bit of a lowdown about what's happening. There's about 200, 250 people here at the moment. Community struggles. We're now in front of the uh, Tundaminuaya Mōbohina Monument. I'd like to thank Community Radio 3CR, who for the last decade has been broadcasting here. Feed Radical Radio, your membership is vital. A few hundred people about to pass us right now. Lots of young people standing up for their future. Subscribe today. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 9419 8377.
Hi, Chris. Thanks for having me on your show today. My name is, is Ruth. I am a Darabin resident. I also happen to ride a bicycle. In fact, I ride my bike through Darabin and through Yarra into Burundara, but we won't talk about that today. I'd really like to have a chat about what's happening in, with cycling in Darabin. In particular, there's an issue that's sort of coming up. We've had a change of, change of council recently. And the new council this year, it's, um, it's kind of a bit of a surprise about some of the decisions that have, have been made. You know, the reason why I wanted to have a chat to you today, Chris, was to try to encourage people to, to come out and actually get their voice heard at council. I think it's really important for people to engage with their local council because community engagement really is it's a very complex uh, kind of issue. And I think it's very easy for dominant voices um, to dominate. And uh, often, you know, those who cycle and those who um, like to cycle, we've got busy lives. Everyone's got busy lives. Yeah, I think it is a really important issue for, for residents' voices to be heard about what their preferences are and what they'd like to see in terms of improvements to enable them to choose a wide range of transport methods and, and those methods that might be more sustainable, that have less impact on the environment uh, so that we can you know, enable people to choose not to use their cars. So obviously, hopefully the listeners to your show very much in support of uh, people who want to perhaps cycle to work or, you know, walk to the train station or cycle to the train station if that's a bit sort of far, you know, and those sorts of active strategies. So what we had in the previous council was that they have this uh, streets for people strategy, it seemed to be, which was really aimed at improving the infrastructure around Darabin to enable people to, to walk and to ride and to scoot and all those and access activity centres. So we're talking, uh, you know, high street shops and Preston Market and significant you know, transport interconnections as well. So in Darabin, particularly some of these areas uh, were about the, the connections east-west from, so if you can picture in Darabin, what we've got over to the western side is the Mary Creek Trail. And then over on the far eastern side, our eastern boundary, is the Darabin Creek Trail. And they're wonderful connections. Uh, they're wonderful bicycling routes. They're really good recreation spots as well. But getting from one to the other, that's where it gets really difficult. And so the Streets for People project uh, proposed putting together some, some connections that go from the, the west, particularly up in Preston, and connect through all the way through to the Darabin Creek Trail in the, in the east, which also gives people access to the university, for example, up to La Trobe Uni. And that would be really a really important connection centre because that actually runs straight past Preston Market. And I don't know if um, yeah. your listeners, you may have listeners, been to Preston Market. Yeah, I'm really, really quite familiar with it. It's, it's, it's a place I'd like to go more often. And Cromer Street scares the hell out of me, even as an experienced rider. Yeah, I actually thought, you know, I, I'll go and have a look at this Kramer Street project. So there's a proposal to build some safe cycling and walking infrastructure around Kramer Street. And I thought, let's go and see what all the fuss is about. And mm. I went up there last weekend. It was Sunday afternoon. It was pretty quiet, but it was a little bit hairy, I have to say. And if there was yeah, traffic, it is. like a lot more traffic. I think even as a, a reasonably confident cyclist, but I don't have a death wish, you know, you know, that was a bit, it was a bit confronting at times, you know, people were leaving a car, their, their doors into the bike lane. And even when you give them lots and lots of warning, they just ignored me. What I would really hope for is I live down at the southern end of Darabin and we've got some pretty good cycling infrastructure around here. There's lots of those sharrows, you know, those arrow markings on the road to indicate, you know, this is a... Um, a road, a quiet back street that we endorse cyclists to use, that sort of thing. So there's lots of that infrastructure down mm. my end of Darabin. 
And I just really hope that, you know, my, my neighbours, you know, up in Preston and Reservoir, get those same opportunities to have safe cycling routes and quieter roads that can yeah. give people confidence. And you're talking about, like, people's voices being heard. Now, this has been like, you know, with this radio show, it's been going since 2008, and we predominantly give a platform to people who can't get into the mainstream media. And, you know, those, those issues and things that, you know, get talked about in mainstream media, but on a, I would say, a slightly caricatured basis. As someone who's involved in it and involved for a long time, I see a lot of misnomers put about about what who and what cyclists are and this is i'm sorry to um take a little bit off track here but all it is is people finding a different way of moving about and also making our streets friendlier and more accessible and actually giving options which is exactly what you're describing a lot of the infrastructure in darabin is down south why can't it be further up north, like with the east-west things you're saying? And I've just brought this up, the change.org petition, which was safe pedestrian crossing for Elizabeth Street between Bell Street and Murray Road. And this links in actually with another show I did earlier, oh, September of last year, about the Mary Creek, uh, the new bridge. You can have all the infrastructure you want south, but there's people who still live north. There's been some um, announcement about the level crossing work further up, that there's going to be cycling um, facilities included. Well, that that was uh, the local men. It wasn't um, Robin. It was Cat, I think, put out. Um, oh, Cat Theophanes. Yes, yes, the member for Northcote, yeah. And why can't city of Darabin working with the state government because we're saying we're talking on a, a couple of days after the state government's come out with min passing or mandatory passing legislation and a whole bunch of interesting things to do with Darabin and Yarra connectors to do with cycling why is it this stuff seen as a bit more integrated between state and Darabin council absolutely and I think it's surprising really I, I don't really understand why there is this this disconnect so maybe there's it's the case that it's a new council and maybe you know the state our local state representatives haven't had that chance yet to to reach out to council so you know I would mm. say you know if any of our local state MPs um you know for Northcote and Preston and, and Reservoir and those areas are listening to your program today it would be great if you could reach out to Darabin Council as well. Or people who uh, live in that area, especially people who may, you know, be constituents of Robin Scott, have a chat because it's like people want to find different ways of moving about. To enable change, we need to show broad community support. Show your support for walking and cycling in the city of Yarra by appearing as a champion on the Streets Alive website, representing your local street, neighbourhood or school. It's fast, free and simple. Learn more at streets-alive-yarra.org. A 3CR supporter. I think, you know, it's really important, you know, this, this going to this aspect of people talking to, because, you know, our councillors are our elected representatives. And it can be hard, I would imagine, but for, for councillors to, to hear from all of their residents. So we don't always get that opportunity. But our council meetings are a really great chance to mm. reach out to our councillors and to have our voices heard. I think we've got a really great opportunity to do that Monday night, 26th of April. I believe that's this evening. 
Yeah. Uh, I believe the, the meeting starts at 6 p.m. at the Preston Town Hall. So what you can do if you're, if you're not able to attend the meeting, you can actually submit a question online, um, which is great. So you can do that by midday today. And that can be addressed in the meeting tonight. And you can use that question time to ask about, uh, you know, what is council's strategy for supporting active and sustainable transport around Darabin? And what are they doing to, to help out, you know, people who, who want to change their lifestyle? Because we've been through a lot of changes through, oh. you know, the pandemic, mm. you know, in the last 12 months. And I've seen, so I've just started, you know, commuting back to, to work again. And the public transport experience is it's completely different now. You, you get a seat on the train in peak hour. Can you believe that? Cycling. <laughs> Cycling is a bit more difficult. There's there's really heavy, I'm noticing there's really heavier traffic and it's really quite difficult to cross some of those really busy roads before all the lockdowns happened. People are still trying to isolate from like the COVID thing. Now, going back to last year, I did a series of shows and it started with a Space for Health Health initiative. It was put together by public health and um, academics and people working in that space for getting governments to work in Australia towards uh, public health initiatives where we had better walking and cycling facilities. Now, we've seen this with low traffic neighbourhoods in the UK. There's a whole plethora of things I could go into detail, but I won't. You can look at the previous podcasts. An interesting one is that the City of Melbourne has been doing a partnership with the Department of Transport. They've been doing this rapid implementation of about 40 kilometres of separated bicycle lanes and people love them it's same as if you've seen the media release in the last couple of days about Holderberg separated facilities there people love that as well yeah that's right so the state government is listening we seem to have this there's a little bit of miscommunication with the local councils and I think it's a problem with you know and you can get into rates capping and all the stuff we don't have the money to do it well just just bear me out here that at the last meeting for Moreland Council there was a motion put up to investigate the council working with Department of Transport to do a sim- similar thing and city of yarra have actually got a little project with um, with department of transport it's baby steps but it's getting there and it's on working with concurrent tramworks is for a protected southbound lane from brunswick street into victoria parade this is where council should be looking at is being proactive and this streets for people kramer street thing it's from a previous council administration we don't have to handle it. actually finish what you start yeah, I mean, going back to the Streets for People project, actually, if you if you have a look at the information about that on the Darabin government website, you can see that they've actually sought funding from the state government from this. So part of this project was installing, what they've called it the Northcote to Thornbury Corridor. Okay. And that's actually right yeah. at the back of where I am. And so oh. I, I saw it go in last year during the pandemic. They put in these traffic calming measures, you know, around Croxton Station and, and Beavers Road. That was actually partially funded, or it says majority funded, through Vic Road. So I think we need to, you know, make sure that, you know, our councils are actually connecting with these other kind of major funding partners like state mm. government or, you know, state government agencies like Vic Road to see through and really to follow through mm. the strategy that was implemented. You know, I, th- I think there would be many people who would be on board with there being a strategy around this. You know, we need to strategically design where we've got connections with our bike paths. to attend the Urban Council meeting tonight. And it's interesting, if people have got time, can they look at it? There's a motion to do with this tonight, which is of concern because it actually may dilute the actual intention of this Kramer Street plan. 
the substance of the motion is that, uh, you know, there's great support for closing a little part of this side street, Jane Street, which runs perpendicular to Kramer Street up in Preston. And they've got to put in a pop-up park there. And I think they've got to trial that for 12 months. That was approved in last year's council. Right? But an important part of that is that just north of where this, uh, this pop-up park is going to be, there's some traffic calming measures. Uh, that have been proposed and approved, actually. I think they were recommended by council officers and it was endorsed by council last year. And so we just need to kind of, you know, hit the go button here. Luke Sinclair. Raised by Eagles. Subscribe to the most important form of media that we have here, not only in this town but in the, in the country because uh, without community radio, you're only going to hear what um, somebody wants you to hear and, and not what is actually uh, really going on uh, around you. So not only that, they support independent musicians and without community radio, most of us would not have a voice at all. So i just like to personally say thank you 3CR for, for giving uh, artists like myself an identity and a voice in this town. Uh, long live community radio. Subscribe, people, subscribe. Keep it alive. Thank you very much, Joe. All right. Me. All the best. Uh, safe journey. You too. Subscribe to 3CR in 2021. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 94198377. What can people do or how can they find out more? Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to find out more information about the Streets for People project specifically this Preston area that we're talking about it's called the Preston Activity Link in brackets west so if you go to the Darabin Council website darabin.vic.gov.au and have a look around for streets for people Preston Activity Link and you'll see on that page the whole history that there's the proposal diagram that was uh, approved that's got the, the proposal for you know safe cycling infrastructure east west along Kramer Street and then at the end of Kramer Street it goes there's a little dog leg um, you know uh, north and you start turning you know go north and then west again and that takes you over to Elizabeth Street and I think Moreland Bug um, is also very very active in getting um, you know, some action on making it a safe crossing across yeah. Elizabeth Street up that there. The, that was the thing I was just discussing earlier, but there's a change.org petition for a safe pedestrian crossing on Elizabeth Street between Bell Street and Murray Road, and that's on change.org. And it's very important. It's going to Robin Seymour at the CEO of Vic Roads. So I probably should go to uh, Robin Scott too, shouldn't it? Is that his area or not? Anyway. but I think I'm, so, Yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking. This, yeah, that was endorsed back in 2018. So why aren't they, Derriman Council, just kicking on with it? I'm not sure. So I think what's really important, um, so just to say something about what this corridor, you know, why it's important, it's actually particularly this section off to the west of St George's Road. It is actually a connecting network uh, or connecting section for students who want to independently travel to high schools in Coburg, for example. So we do have a lot of high school students who live in that kind of Preston, um, that middle section of Darabin, who actually go to high school in Moreland. And 
you know, I think it's a great thing if uh, we've got high school students who are travelling independently to school. Yep. Uh, when you have a look at, for example, the St George's Road, you know, bike path, you know, key school times going past your Northcote High School, it's like this, you know, army of school kids coming out with their bikes. It's, it's you know, it's fabulous. Uh, you've got to slow down. You've got to be, you know, a sensible cyclist and, you know, maybe don't ride during school commute times if you can avoid it. But so it is really important. I think it's really important for society, for everybody. It frees up their parents to go and get on to work if students can travel independently to school. And we, in order to enable that, we've got to build these safer spaces. But just the new Mary Creek um, bridge down in uh, between, oh, sorry, between Brunswick and Northcote was built on the same proviso of that was for school kids because they didn't want to do this long for children's route. <laughs> yeah, that bridge. Oh, that's fabulous. But yes, so important infrastructure for school kids. So I think it's really important if we can get um, members of those school communities. So that, that project, the Preston Activity Link West, also brings in some of the catchment area for Preston West Primary School. And, you know, wouldn't it be great if we can see um, primary school kids, you know, and their parents sort of cycling safely to primary school? That would just be wonderful. Set those habits early and then they can follow them on to, you know, into high school. So what we're asking people to do, uh, Chris, is very important. So number one, um, find that change.org petition. But number two, if you can come along to the Darabin Council meeting tonight at 6pm at Preston Town Hall to show your support um, to the council for these safe cycling projects in Preston. Mm. It's really important that people from those local areas come along because as much as I, you know, I live in Northcote and I'm an advocate for these um, facilities in Preston, it means more if uh, somebody who's actually going to use that on a daily or a weekly basis to get to and from the market or to get to and from school, uh, if, if those voices are actually heard. Um, and I think, you know, it's, you know, I, I shouldn't be advocating. You know, I, I want to hear from those um, residents as well, you know, my neighbours up to the north. Sure. Um, you know, I think it's important for them to come along. But if you can't attend the meeting, if you can see, you can send through a question online. So if you go to, you know, darabin.vic.gov.au and find the link to um, submit questions to council meeting. Get it in by midday today. Mm. Uh, and uh, and if you don't get it to this one, maybe the next meeting. Keep going with this because it's like, you know, it's not just one meeting. We can keep this going for a long time. It's a long-term project that's been going for three years, so I don't think it's going to be one council meeting that's going to decide it. People have got to get organised with this. Now, just in closing, how can people get in contact with you or people interested, the, the person activity plan? I think you could probably get in touch with any of the, the councillors. So in particular, Suzanne Newton um, would be really keen to hear from uh, from people to support this. It's, it's in her ward. This project is in her ward in Darabin. Also, you can reach out on, on Facebook. I'm a member of the, the Darabin Bug you know, Facebook group. I know that the, I think the group mostly organises bike rides and stuff, but, you know, I'm there um, sort of talking about um, these kind of local issues as well. And that would be fantastic, um, you know, if people can, um, you know, have a look there and... Uh, and follow those those things around yeah okay i'll put all that stuff into the podcast so people can follow that CR would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Backrose Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics, and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, 
they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. This week's Yarra Bicycle User Group Radio Program should be podcast soon on 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast or go to yarrabug.org forward slash radio if you want to find additional details of what we discussed today. These podcasts are produced at Melbourne's activist radio station 3CR. Presenters are all volunteers and 3CR's existence depends upon the financial support of our listeners. Go to 3cr.org.au Click on the support tab and select either donate, subscribe, shop or fundraisers. Your subscription or donation keeps 3CR on air. On my bicycle, on my bicycle, yeah. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.